is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we would agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today on these Mondays. Greg Snow uh, joins us and... Uh, on these Viking Mondays, always fun to to talk about the Vikes, you know. But we don't have any turning point to talk about. We don't have really any big plays necessarily to talk about, you know. And and the Wild were thrilled they scored as much as the Vikings did on a particular Sunday, which is unusual. Uh, that was boring. Nothing, <laughs> nothing happened. I'm looking in your eyes as you're saying that. Like, uh, what's there to talk about here? I, I, know. I know the play of the game, Todd. I don't okay. know if you saw it. Ivan Pace's backflip. Yes. After the interception. Amazing. Was that not crazy? What an athlete. I was like, oh, I got to at least yeah. watch that because that interception was pretty cool. Ended yeah. the game effectively. Yeah. He dra- runs down in the end zone and he does a, a backflip. And lands on his feet. Full gear. It's one thing to do a backflip, you know, in your gym shorts and t-shirt. Correct. Helmet. Pads. All of it. Why, they must wear 15 pounds of equipment. So they don't do that in the NFL Combine to see these guys' athleticism? I mean, <laughs> the guy's an, un, he's an undrafted rookie that yeah. Todd and I called for his head week one. Yes, we did. remembers. When he and bailed so, on a tackle. I'm so glad that the Viking brass doesn't listen to us. Yeah. Because maybe they would have agreed because that was business decision yeah. for an undrafted rookie. And don't now look get at fined. him. 13 yeah. tackles. Uh, is he wearing the mic? Uh, yes, he is. I, I just... I don't get it. Uh, I know. I, I don't know how these things happen. Yeah. Again, it just shows you that there's probably talent everywhere. How does it develop, and what are the opportunities? Well, he's a five foot ten inch linebacker. That's what scared everybody off. Yeah. But the Vikings saw his crazy athleticism, uh, as uh, shown by the backflip, and and his smarts about the game. There is more to the NFL than size. Now, I tend to be quite biased myself in sticking with. I want prototypical size across the board at every position. You are going to miss on guys like that, like Pace, like Brock Purdy. You would miss on him as well as many teams did. But he has the intangibles too, like 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 uh, Pace does. They can see the game. They know what's going on, and they know where to put themselves or their teammates. Uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, there are going to be plays where the size will win out, right? Yeah. But there's also going to be something about the speed, and I thought the undersized linebacker was actually coming back. They showed the thing about Josh Matillus, who's played every position yeah. right next to defensive end this yeah. year. Yeah. And again, it's like he's not the biggest because he's played free safety, cornerback, yep. he's played all of it. I don't even know what they list him at. I always thought he was a linebacker, just an undersized linebacker. Oh. But I think they have him listed see, as I thought he was a, a safety. defensive back, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you see that yesterday? When I did. They're like, 12 has, positions. Yeah, he's played more positions than houses he's owned or cars he's owned or st- stuff yeah. they were talking about. Again, yeah. we were finding anything we could yesterday to make to t- that interesting. I know. So boring. I fell asleep during the Raiders' one good drive yeah. when Renfro was making those plays. Yeah. So I even missed the fumble. Uh, in the red zone, I think it might have been the only time the Metellus Raiders got, forcing it. Yes, the yeah. only time the Raiders got into the red zone, I believe, all game. Yeah. So they didn't even have a missed field goal like the Vikings had earlier in the game with Joseph. So yeah. I don't know, Todd. I thought you would love that pitcher's duel. I mean, <laughs> I, I was going to text you something about a pitcher's duel yeah. and that you would uh, you know shore up I, for the defense. I, I, Terrible I, quarterback play both ways. Oh my gosh, inept. What more do on you want? On both sides, huh? it was just inept. Wasn't that great? Uh, so. While I was in favor of giving Dobbs one more shot, uh, I was also in favor of him being pulled, and maybe sooner than he was. Um, he did get him out of there at the right time. They still won the football game, but I, I would have had him out of there at halftime. I thought, I thought he showed it the half. He wasn't up to the task. 
And it's too bad for Dobbs, obviously a good guy, a brilliant guy, but brilliance in the classroom doesn't translate to brilliance on the field as a quarterback. Um, the ability to see everybody, process it, and throw the ball and throw your guys open uh, is not a, a skill that Dobbs has. He just doesn't see the game quickly enough. He has those eyes that scream, I, I'm not sure what I'm doing. Yeah. So did Aiden O'Connell, the Raiders quarterback. He really had the deer in the headlights look a couple of times. And I could understand that because of all the blitz packages that Flores yeah. will show you. But yeah, both quarterbacks had that same look in their eye like, I really don't know what I'm supposed to do out here. The two top running backs go out. That kind of makes it even worse yeah. on the quarterback. I, yeah. Jacobs, I think, was second half. Madison, maybe early second half, yeah. third quarter. I, and he I was would, playing well. He was playing well. They were hitting some holes. They were doing yeah. some things. But all in all, nobody could muster up anything or convert a third down when it mattered. Oh, I mean, it terrible. seemed like they could convert a third down until Mullins comes until, in. Yeah. So I thought he looked pretty good. He's, I thought he did the right things. Even yeah. Though, yeah, he's a backup. And sure. There's no, there's no future here for, no. for the Vikings with him. As a backup, that's it. So did you find yourself back in the same mode that I was, Todd, where I'm like, I don't care if we win or lose. It doesn't really matter anymore for the rest of this year because if we win, great. We might sneak into the playoffs and probably lose to Dallas or somebody really good. Well, maybe now Philly. Who knows? Yeah. But again... Or if we win, I mean, if we lose, then we enhance our draft position, which, again, now the quarterback position is looking a little deeper even in the draft as these last few weeks of college football played out. Yeah, I, I could see the Vikings kind of going after somebody there and getting some people because I didn't see this Daniels. I know I'm jumping a little bit, but I didn't see Daniels winning the Heisman, therefore probably upping his status as to where he's going to get picked. Possibly. I don't, I don't know if it's a great analogy or not, but I would think he's a first-rounder now. Bottom line is I think there's more quarterbacks to pick. I want the Vikings to get one. Yeah. I'm still in that mode. They're not going to get one of the top two, Williams and, and or May. May. We're kind of stuck on those two being gone, right? Yes. And then you got Knicks. I mean, like Williams is dropping, though. I, he could be. I. So you think May is the consensus number one now? I don't know if it's consensus, but so Williams had a bad year. I mean, he did, he did not play well. He isn't going back. And, and a lot of coaches from what I – I forget where I read this, on ESPN someplace. One of their writers, anyway, was saying that a lot of NFL coaches are watching how he's being coached. And basically, we're going to call a pass play, but once it's snapped, you do whatever you want mm -hmm. to find it. That's not going to work in the NFL. No. You you need to be able to make off-schedule plays, but not uh, making it off-schedule as soon as the shotgun snap is in your hands. you got to try and run the play initially. Yes. And then if it doesn't work... Then you go off schedule. He's not running any plays at USC. Hardly is what uh, is what this writer uh, that I read was saying. There's a lot of NFL GMs are worried. Plus, I didn't know he's not very big. Caleb Williams is barely over six feet tall. I didn't un I realize that. I thought he was a six three, two hundred and twenty pound average size, good size quarterback. He isn't. He's not very big either. So. Drake May is a monster. Yeah. He's your prototypical stand in the pocket and fire it. That's why, for my money, I probably would take May over Williams. You're not going to get either, either of them. So that leaves us Daniels at LSU. It leaves us Bo, Bo Nix at Oregon. Michael Penix, your guy at Washington. Or J.J. McCarthy, who I claimed as my guy last week. But sticking with it? I, I want to see. <laughs> It's, it's four guys. Bulls, One huh? of the four. Yeah, I want to. I want to look into it a little more and so forth. Um, I, I've I've read that the Vikings have really looked into McCarthy. Yep. Uh, but maybe that's why because they think he'll be one of the late first round quarterbacks taken. 
which could certainly be the case. And right now it looks like the Vikings will be somewhere between 20 to 25 right in there. I don't see them making a run in the playoffs so that it's going to be 28 or 30, something like that. But they're going to be right in that mix. They probably are going to hold on to a playoff spot. There's so many flawed teams in the NFL. So it's one of those other four guys. And and, uh, and I think uh, my boss, Steve Linder, uh, he likes to come in and talk about the quarterback situation with me, off air, of course. Okay. So I'm, What is I'm, he thinking? He's thinking, he says, take a shot at greatness. Try and get a first-round quarterback next year. He wants to see the Vikings have greatness at quarterback. And you're not going to get it with Mullins or anybody like that. You're not going to get greatness with Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry. Now, even if you go after a first-rounder, that doesn't mean you're not going to sign Kirk Cousins. But... You do need to try and sign him to more of a bridge quarterback contract yeah. than a franchise contract, and I don't think he's going to go for that. Yeah, I think we beat that horse pretty much dead. Yeah. I, I think everybody can agree he's not signing for anything under than what we owe him, which is $28 million. Yeah. I mean, that's on the basically on the dock, on, on the docket, so to speak. And I, I can't That's avoidable see year, so it's... It, yeah. yeah. I, he, he's not going to sign for that. It's hitting our salary cap 28 whether he plays for us or not. That's year. right. So at the end of the day, you're right, Todd. I think he's not going to do that. So then it's up to the brass to say, can we draft a guy that we can start? Yeah. Which... I don't know that a JJ or even a Penix. I'm not sure that a Penix would. Not ready. I, and what you t- said about Williams, let's just yeah. say he slid to 18. Yeah. We were the 18th pick, yeah. or we traded up to 18 yeah. to get him. Yeah. I don't know that he would be, I right? Know, I, I've watched him a lot this year with USC, too. And it's amazing the plays he pulls off. But I keep going, when are we going to just have a... Because uh, they take almost every snap out of shotgun, too. Yeah. And that is not Kevin O'Connell's offense. He's an under-center offense a lot. He, he runs a lot of play action, and that is not Caleb Williams. So, But I would just wanted him to see him you know, catch a shotgun snap, look to his left, and fire. He doesn't do that very often. Vikings were without three offensive guards or offensive linemen yeah, yesterday. That I, hurt. I, it looked horrible. Yeah, it, it looked did. like the San Francisco playoff game, what was that, four years ago, yeah. where our offensive line could do nothing. But then Mullins came in. He stood tall in that pocket for yeah. a couple plays. Yeah. And it made you kind of it wonder, better. well, if Dobbs would stand tall, but every play is a new play. Bob's, and Dobbs does. He stays in the pocket too long. He probably He's down to massaging the ball now. He's Kirk Cousins without a downfield arm. That's not good. Didn't it feel like he was dancing a little bit in the pocket, though, rather he than looking? He was concerned. Yeah. 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 So that's what I'm saying by that. It kind of felt yeah. like I'm not – I'm Wade Wilson. Remember we called him Happy Feet? Yeah. This was back in our area, and Wade always had the happy feet. Like, Wait, what's going to happen? I don't know. And I can't look downfield. Yeah. And that's what it felt like a little bit with Dobbs yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved the pull. I thought it was great. You see the linemen slapping him on the back. and Maybe they played harder for – I don't know, Todd. Yeah. We don't yeah. know any of those things. But yeah. I do know this. The defensive line for the Raiders, I think Crosby plays every play. He's crazy good. So yep. he probably tired down a little bit by yep. the end of that game. Yep. And therefore, your offensive line might look a little bit better. Yep. I mean, offensive linemen are pr- pretty typically play every play of the game. Yeah. Defensive linemen do not. No. There's just something harder about that or more uh, more energy goes into it that they are not. Easier to catch than pitch. Yes. Because you're catching the li- the charging linemen yes. all the time. Yeah. So that's that. That played a role, I think, into it. But at the end of the day, I didn't even know how to feel when <laughs> it didn't feel like we were going to lose after we kicked that field goal. No, and there's two minutes left. No, I, I knew mean, they weren't. Is Flores gone? I mean, is this official now, Todd? I mean, I maybe is there any? I, I'm just going to throw this theory out. Is there anything that says maybe I'm just a better coordinator? Pay me. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's possible. Me? I think that's possible. I don't think long term. 
But I think they could get one more year from Flores. Just pay him. I, yeah, I think he likes what being in the Vikings organization. Uh, you know, they, they do this polling of NFL players asking which team is the most player-friendly. The Vikings were ranked number one by the players. Wow, I did not know that. In part because it was an SI poll they did uh, prior to the season, in part because of the facilities, the yeah. TCO Performance Center. They don't have to go and stay in dorms anymore down in right. MSU Mankato for training camp. And the uh, the the culture that, that Kevin O'Connell and Quasi Adolfo Mensa have set up for the Vikings, which is the players having access to uh, decision-making processes. I think that as long as they have some input, they're fine with you making the calls. But they just want you to hear them a little bit. And from what I understand, that's Kevin O'Connell to a T, that he really does have an open door. I think Mike Zimmer had his door open, but he had a shotgun under his desk <laughs> at the same time. So, For sure. Yeah, if you come Are in you saying sure something I don't in? like, boom. So guys didn't go and see him. <laughs> we know Cousins didn't. Yeah. I think they said like yeah. the last year they finally had to sit down, wasn't it? Yeah. One time They or didn't something? talk for years, no. years uh, in like, between sit downs. With all those different offensive coordinators, how yeah. is that possible? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, so I worry about that, that Flores might leave, but I also think yeah. just, just get in front of this. Pay him now so he doesn't even go interview. Yeah. I, I mean, there's no salary cap on coaching. That's just, right. Just pay him. Yeah. And figure that out. It's obviously, I mean, this is arguably a similar lineup, if not a worse personnel defensive unit than it was a year ago yeah and they're, they're so much performing better. every single expectation yeah we don't have eric kendricks this year he left via free agency so yeah i agree keep flores if you can but i also do think he's gone after this year <sighs> somebody is going to want to hire him again as the head coach now i will say this when he was fired at miami uh he did not have a good reputation leaving there i agree and and other miami players have talked about how he treated Tua Tagovailoa that he was an enemy of Tua pretty yeah. much the entire time we were there. Other GMs and owners are going to look at that, and he's going to get questioned about that. Why did your relationship go south with Tua? Yeah. Can you have a good relationship with a quarterback who maybe is our franchise quarterback but doesn't play like it? Are you going to be able to accept that? Some defensive guys have very short patience for young quarterbacks that make mistakes. Since we went down this road, I'll give you four landing spots. Chargers, Staley probably gone. I think, you know, NFL, te- yes, but NFL teams are so uh, prone to uh, doing exactly the opposite of what they just had. Good point. And he's a defensive okay, guy. Okay, so you're right. Um, how about the Jets? Yeah, that's possible. Salah probably gone. But again, Salah, defensive guy. Okay, this is good. Yeah. Ready for this one? Ron Rivera. Washington. Another defensive guy. So they might go we're, the other way. We're seeing all these defensive guys losing their jobs. Oh. You need an offensive-minded head coach. How about Carolina, which I don't think is a very good job right now. No. Buddy, I don't Would know. he take that and try to build that again like he but did But for with me Miami. again, if I'm the GM in Carolina and I have a struggling young QB who we spent a lot of draft capital and the number mm-hmm. one pick on, Flores is not a quarterback whisperer. I think that's the least chance. And they he goes don't to have Carolina. a number one pick this coming year. That's right. I do, again, does that play into Flores' decision? Well, why don't you wait a year and maybe there's a yeah. good job that opens up? I could yeah. see the Jets being a good job, possibly yeah, with yeah. Rodgers coming back and that personnel. Yeah. But Rodgers is going to have something to say about that. He might. And he will not approve he Flores. He won an offensive guy, right? Yeah. So, anybody, any other teams you can think of off the top of your head that would be looking for a coach after, at the end oh, of this year? Boy. Uh, I, I, I'm not there. Will McVay retire? Uh, no. Uh, from okay. what I understand, McVay has got his second wind okay. down there. Because <laughs> uh, there was all that crazy talk. What about Vegas? 
What about Vegas? I don't think Antonio Pierce, Pierce yeah. keeps the job. I agree. He's like the Jeff Saturday. Hype. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I yeah. could, ooh, that would be kind of a good fit for him, too. I know. Maybe there. Anyway, I hope he doesn't yeah, go, stuff. but I do think he will leave uh, along with you. Hey, uh, I got to talk to you. We just have a couple of minutes. John Rahm. Gone, yeah. Gone to the yes. live tour. Yes. Now, it's really interesting watching people like Brandel Chambly talk now. And even yeah. Rory McIlroy say, no, now the rules got to change. Yeah. Now we got to rewrite the whole Ryder Cup thing. Yeah. This isn't going to work without John Rahm. And I just kind of yeah. sit back and chuckle, Todd. And as you know, I'm a PGA, Amer- PGA of America member, not the same as a PGA Tour. Yep. But the Ryder Cup is what one entity that we own plus the PGA Championship. Yep. I'm hearing and, that the PGA Tour might buy it. Well, we've talked about selling it as yeah. an organization. Yeah. It's a huge number. Yeah. It's it's an incomprehensible number. It'd probably set up our organization for 30 to 40 years. Yeah. Um, just but there's an incomprehensible incompre- amount of money coming into the tour if they get this deal done with the PIF. That's why this was signed, wasn't it? Isn't that why PIF went after Rom? Because they kind of had a gentleman's agreement. It was in writing at first, but yeah. the government made them take it out of there that they wouldn't poach any more golfers than they do. Because negotiations must not be going very well. No, there's no way we would have heard more. And Monahan yeah. went behind the players' back. That's undeniable. Yeah. All the players will tell and you And then that. he went behind the PIF's back and started recruiting other investors. Yes. Monahan has to go. He has to go. I think he's poorly handled this whole thing. Wells Fargo, which is a big-time Fortune 500 company, has pulled out of Quail Hollow, that event. That's a that's a first domino. I always laughed yeah. about this. A PGA Tour, what are you doing? You're trying to match PIF money by raising the purses? Yeah. These sponsors are going to say, bye, yeah. I'll do something else. Yeah. There's plenty of other things I can sponsor. I don't yeah. need to get raised $10 million, $8 million, however many more yeah. per event. Yeah. So Wells Fargo says, bye, our contract's coming up. We're not renewing. Good, I, yeah. good luck. Who's next? And so Jay Monahan probably needs to go. They need fresh eyes. They need to figure this out because at the end of the day, Liv will become the tour if it does if yeah. it doesn't. And I think that Liv offered the same amount of money months ago, years ago, to Rom that they offered now. He took it now. Why? Because he doesn't like how the PGA Tour has handled the whole thing. He sees that there's been lots of mistakes mm-hmm. made, and everything that the PGA Tour now is doing is reactionary. When they knew this was coming. Monahan and the policy board knew this was coming. They were told repeatedly, this is coming. And they ignored it until it happened, and then they overreacted, and some things started throwing out yes. huge numbers that they don't have. Uh, and it's it's been badly handled by the PGA Tour right from the start. Very poorly handled. They could yeah. have listened to the players and made some changes. Yeah. Again, Nobody likes to hear me say this, but if you just sit down with Phil Mickelson and listen to him, but again, the egos get in the way, and yeah. Phil's ego is bigger than anybody's. Yeah, and we all know that. Yeah. So they didn't want to let Phil win. Yeah. So they said, no, you'll be suspended. Yeah. Phil said, okay, yeah. I have other options. Let's see where this is going. We didn't think at the time that he did. Oh, yeah. found out he did have other options. Yeah. And some of these guys. And so now the John Roms of the world say, listen, I can set up my family, play 14 weeks, maybe 18 weeks if you had the majors, yeah. throw in a couple others. I wouldn't mind keeping my tour, my card on either yeah. one. They're both... Over there wondering, what are we going to do? What's the next domino, Todd? We know, we've know we heard it's fee now, but is there more? More players are leaving. John Rahm isn't going without a team. He he, 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 he talked extensively about the team aspect. Fee now for sure. He's recruiting his own team. Yeah. I'm wondering who the other two are. I know. It's going to be interesting to watch. Greg, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Greg Snow joining us here on the Todd and Fred's podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC. An equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.